Okay, no, I'm actually really excited to talk to you about this because there are certain things that are a little difficult for me to talk about, particularly because usually I'm interviewing people that I've just met. Right. Now I'm interviewing you, Jerry, who I know well and I've known for years. And the idea of like when I chose to stop drinking, I didn't feel like I really, I personally didn't feel like I had support because people were just surprised. Right. They didn't understand it. And that's because for me personally, my family, my friends, my partner, like we all drank. Drinking socially was equaled social, right? right? Equaled connection and really just went along with it as is so normal in the world. And my problem drinking really centered around the kind of drinking I would do alone and the reasons why I drank and the excess to which I drank of which I was very um, adamant about hiding from people. (laughs) So I know you, you are like social butterfly. I still, I always think of you that way. Like you really just love people. You seem comfortable around people. And I know that your family is very social. You have relationships with people in your family. They live kind of closer by Mm -hmm. to you and everything. So I want to know, like, do you, in what ways do you relate to what I've just shared? And what does it look like for you? Just paint the picture of kind of like that transition of going from a drinker to a non-drinker as it relates to family and relationship. Well, um, very similar in the sense that my family, it's a drinking culture. You know, that's what we did. That's what they still do. I should, I should preface it that way. They're all still in the drinking culture where everything revolved around alcohol, you know, anything. I mean, we had parties just because mm-hmm. come over, you know, it was always like, come over, come over, let's do this. But we couldn't do anything without alcohol, you know? So it was always fun till it wasn't right. So it was fun for a very long time. I'm old. I'm significantly older than you. So I'm going to be 57. And, you know, I drank up until I was 53, you know, so it was a lot, it was ingrained in me, you know, so all I did was drink, you know, I only knew how to have fun with drinking. And then it was during COVID really that my drinking changed. You know, I was drinking at home a lot. I always drank at home, but I was drinking at home a lot more. And I wasn't really hiding it, but it was just myself, my daughter, and my now husband that were home with me. And uh, it got scary because I was just, I changed. I changed because I couldn't function without the alcohol. And then when I did make the decision to stop, when I told my family, they they didn't, nobody thought I was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So I do connect on that in such a, such a level. And even now, Sometimes they don't think that I really had a problem. And it's the same thing when I told my younger sister, actually, I was uh, apologizing for some things that I had done to her. She was very angry that I got sober. You know, she was very like, why didn't you come to me? And I'm like, you're not really the right person for that. But, um, you know, it was just a, a lot of having to really soul search now for the last few years on how to acclimate back into my life without alcohol. And it's definitely easier now. At the beginning, it was rough, you know, being around my family. Um, I am a very social person. So I'm social for work, you know, being in outside sales, we have to schmooze, you know, thank God during COVID, we didn't have to schmooze as much and schmoozing has changed a little bit now. 
you know, where people aren't going out as often, but there is, there are dinners, there are lunches. And anytime I used to go out, I was the first one. Anybody want anything to drink? Hoping that somebody would want something to drink. And now, you know, I'm the first one. Bring me a seltzer with lemon, an extra lemon. And, you know, but it definitely has changed. My life has changed significantly in the better, for the better. How did that transition take place externally? So I I think I recall I like sat my sister and my dad down. Like we just were going to dinner and right. I think I was like 30 days sober and I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell you guys, like I've decided to stop drinking. And that's when my sister's jaw hit the floor. Right. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're like, okay. Uh, and then I, I, I must've told my immediate family. And then I was relatively new to New York. So I didn't really even have like a set of established right. friends at that point. So everybody else other than my family was kind of just like, by way of introduction, I don't drink or even friends that we've had for a long time that are still in our lives. It's just, I don't drink anymore. And it, mm-hmm. but there was never really like a serious conversation, like anything like that. So for me, in terms of making the choice and kind of announcing it, I think I chose to un- formally announce it to my family as by way of like, I want them to be sort of an extended support system. Did you have an announcement? How, or how would you suggest someone transition that way socially I would probably do it different than I did it I was when I made the decision I'm a very all or nothing kind of person so when I made the decision and it wasn't planned I wasn't planning on stopping at all and I never planned on you know doing what I do now to, to maintain my sobriety mm-hmm. but it had come in through my life people had come in through my life always that were you know sober and I'll never do that you know I'll never do that and then when I came in you know and became sober it was like I blurted it out I wanted to scream it from the rooftops like I'm sober you know I don't know why it was just something came over me and I felt like I had to tell everybody right away which I don't know if that's the smartest way to do it I think it's better to like kind of like ease into it a little bit you know, maybe you're not going to stay sober or maybe who knows, you know, maybe you just want to dabble in it or, you know, hopefully, you know, you do want to stay sober, but uh, I blurted it out. I remember calling my sister. I'm like, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm done. It was very like, I I can't do this anymore. I just feelings that I had when I was drinking was awful. So the outside me that everybody saw was party girl, party central, Mm -hmm. like, bring Jerry, you'll have a great time. You know, it was always fun. I always had part, you know, even now, even as a sober person, I love people. You're right. You know, I love when people come over You know, I love to entertain. And, and I realized that it doesn't have to be around alcohol. Like you can have fun and a good time. But when I did announce it, you know, it was just very, you know, everybody was shocked because I just blurted it out. Like, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not drinking anymore. Do you think you told people as a way of holding yourself accountable? 100%. Mm Because that's what I do. You know, even today telling you I'm doing, you know, my little workout for the month. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to say it out loud because I am accountable now. You know, it's, it's a lot of things in my life. You know, I have to be, you know, I have to announce it. And some people are like, oh my God, you tell everybody everything. But that's who I am. You know, I'm very open and honest. And now I'm more honest, I should say, open, honest, willing, but I've always been a very open book, 
you know, you could read my feelings on my face, you know, and the whole, you know, announcing being an alcoholic or stop drinking was hard, but yet a relief. So I feel like, you know, when I did announce it, it was like, oh, finally, you know, because I used to kid around about it. I remember when I was still drinking and people had said to me, oh, maybe you have a problem. And I'm like, that's not a program I want to join now, mm. but maybe one day. And, and I did, you know, I ended up, you know, becoming sober, but I never wanted to, you know, until I did. And now I'm so grateful that I am, you know, but it's definitely been, it's been a challenge, you know, being around family is not easy, you know, especially when, you know, you see, especially I have two nieces now that are like me in the city, partying, having a great time. And hopefully it's just a phase that they'll outgrow. So you say your family is social, you are a social butterfly, still a social butterfly. I think that I would not have ever kind of like explained my character or my personality as social butterfly ever. I actually am becoming more of a social butterfly now. I mean, I am so comfortable in my skin Mm -hmm. and I find joy in like sparking random conversations, which I mean, I've just always been so shy and so self-conscious that like that was never an enjoyable experience yeah. for me. And it's actually a beautiful discovery that I am much more social than I thought I was. Or I, I still don't feel like I'm an extrovert. I still feel like I get most of my um, rejuvenation from like quiet alone time. But I am so much more social than I ever thought I was or could be. But for someone who has always been social, I can imagine that there, maybe it wasn't a conscious thought in the beginning of like, but if I get sober, how am I going to live my life? Because as you say, like maybe at the time felt like just a sudden decision. So how do you, I guess I want to end on an experience of like what it looks like now. So if someone's listening and they're just like, I'm that person, I'm that social butterfly. I really enjoy, you know, hosting, drinking, serving, you know, just like that way of being paint a picture of like, maybe it's a specific example or just like how it feels now to be that person sober so that we can start to give people and the reference of like that it's possible. I think I heard Glennon Doyle say it on her podcast, or maybe it was in her book, this idea of like, you don't know what you want. You just know it's not what you're living. Like when you, when you're just like, I can't see, I cannot see my life as a sober person, for example. I just know I don't want to drink. Like I don't want to drink like this. So somebody please show me that it's possible, that it's doable, like paint the example. So tell us the story. I'm going to try and paint it. Okay. So I keep, for some reason, something keeps popping up into my head. I remember when I used to be out, you know, and people, you know, would go and have like one drink and, or they weren't drinking. And my sisters and I would make fun of them. Like mean, kind of mean, like, kind of like mean girls. Like, well, what do you do if you're not drinking? You know, because that's, you know, when I did make the choice, like it wasn't even a choice. It just happened that Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to drink. And then now I find, you know, I'm less social. Hmm than how I was, you know, I'm pick and choose what I want to do now. It's not just a party or free for all the time where I don't want to feel all the time. Mm. Cause that's really what it came down to. I don't want to feel, let's just make a party. Let's do, let's go out, let's be, you know, with people and just get drunk and not really in, engage with people. It's always about the second drink or the third or the fourth, you know, or getting the drink, getting the drink. It wasn't really about the actual people and having the party and being able to spend time with people. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So now in sobriety, I'm able to like pick and choose who I want to come to my house or to whatever and have like conversations now or play games or do something or have an activity. And I'm all about the activities now, you mm-hmm. know, where it's not about just like sitting around and eating and drinking. You know, it's more about like, let's learn about each other. Let's have a party where, you know, what everybody brings a game or let's do something. That's what we've been doing now. You know, it's totally different, you know, and actually having these like conversations and having, you know, sober friends now where, you know, maybe the girl's sober and the husband's aren't, but they're not, you know, they don't have a problem drinking, you know, but we'll play games now. You know, it's not, doesn't have to always be a huge event. And I think that's, you know, the difference now. I'm not sure if that's really a story, but that's, you know, where my vibe now is more like really getting to know people doing things having activities you know we I wanted to get a group together this summer and we did dance we dance yeah you know and it was just fun it was something fun to do that's like a party for me now you know I got a group together we played pickleball that's a party to me you know it's not just sitting around like getting you know messed up well it occurs to me that we look for a connection point or we look for something that will help us cultivate conversation or you know engage just engage us together yeah. and it's just so habitual that that has historically been alcohol it's like even just the idea of like don't show up empty-handed well if I'm going to show up some, something in my hand it's going to be a bottle of wine exactly. like I would never think of anything else but as you say it's like there are actually other options you can bring a game you can bring flowers you can you can bring a lot of different options is similarly with like the things you do with your time like instead of just opening a bottle of wine and talking like you can engage with a game and talk or you can go for a walk and talk exactly. like there are just other things you can put to fill that gap of you know what it is that you connect over or what it is that helps you to facilitate conversation or keep you engaged with one another. And I think that's what feels so awkward at first, because it's just like not what you're used to. But as I hear you talk, and I think as I have experienced myself, like it really isn't that, it's really just about getting over that initial hump of like, this is different. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're just enjoying it. Exactly. You're able to be in the place or wherever you are, and actually just be there and not always thinking about your next drink. I mean, that's all I thought about Mm -hmm. when I was with people, even though I was life of the party per se, you know, it was always thinking about the next drink and not really hearing what they're saying to me, because I'm thinking about my next drink. Whereas now I'm able to be, you know, thoughtful, You know, when I do, like you were saying just now, I always just brought a bottle of wine and I always brought the wine that I wanted to drink. (laughs) It wasn't for them. It was for me. So I would have something to drink. You know, it wasn't thoughtful at all. You know, now it's like I try and think like, oh, you know, like what would Jenna like, you know, or what would Kathy like or whoever, you Mm -hmm. know, and just being thoughtful of others. And, you know, when I'm with family now and they're all drinking, it's okay. You know, that's their choice. And you know, I choose not to. And I think it makes them more uncomfortable than it does me anymore. I was so uncomfortable being around them and I couldn't be around them. And they stopped inviting me to a lot of things. And I was very hurt by it. And then somebody told me, you know, you know, you're being protected. You don't need to be there. Mm. You know, and then I did tell my sister, however, because I still felt hurt and that just couldn't resonate with me. And I said to her, you know, I like to be invited. Whether I go or not is my choice. 
don't not include me to your parties mm. because you know you think I'm going to be uncomfortable. It's my choice, mm. not your choice. It's really just having the conversations. Yeah. Whereas before, we never had the conversation. You know, yeah. you don't have as deeper conversations. You know that you do when you're not drinking. I find. Yeah, I mean that's why I say I like. It's not so much that I'm obsessed with sobriety. It's that I'm obsessed with like the experiences that it affords you, which develop you into just more of who you really are. I think like, so for example, what I just heard you share was sobriety offered you probably at first was like uncomfortable situation of like being not invited Mm -hmm. everywhere. But what I've heard in your story today is that perhaps even that experience of not going to everything helped you to learn how to discern what you do and do not want to go to in the future, right? That period of like less social Mm -hmm. probably helped you discover something about yourself in your alone time and helped you discern like, oh, maybe I don't need to say it. Like maybe I'm actually okay not going to everything. And also helped you figure out how to have that conversation of this is what I need. This is what's important to me. Can you treat me this way? Can you meet me here? Mm -hmm. Because this is, you know, this is what I need, which, yeah, certainly was not used to asking for what I needed um, before. So it's like, yes, listen, it can, sobriety can be an amazing catalyst. Somebody else's catalyst could be drink, not drinking coffee, or it could be learning how to lift weights, right? Like for me and for you, like sobriety was a catalyst and it's, I think that's why I'm, it's, I'm really excited about it. Like I want to talk about it because I don't care really what it is for the person. I just get so excited that someone's decided that they're willing to make a change because I, I know that change develops you. It like really just asks you to do something brave. And I think that that, you know, creates a lot of very special discovery. And I'm proud of you, Jerry. Thank, thank you for, you too. thank you. You thank put you. things so nicely. <laughs> the way you tie it up in a little bow. I love it. It's awesome. You're, you're an amazing woman and I'm so proud of you. And you. you are definitely more social than you think you are <laughs> just by doing this and True. putting yourself out there. This has helped. Yeah. I've, I've met like 50 new people in a I'm year sure. that I've had to be a host for. And it, it really has helped. So it's lovely. Start a podcast, shy people. <laughs> <laughs> thank I you, love Jerry. That.